Hunter's Hazardous Opinions, and I'm here with Hunter and Andy, and today we are going to be talking about some cool practical effects that were used in various movies, which is a lot. So we're just going to list off some movies that we've got and researched on how they work and stuff, like... One of my favorite movies that had really cool practical effects and looked really expensive to make was Inception, made in 2010. Christopher Nolan, particularly the the hotel scene where it was all like zero gravity and all that, he actually made a uh, he actually made a whole set that was like a rotating set. You put like vertical Mm -hmm. and the actors were able to like run around in like around that tube fighting each other the whole time with like no straps or anything after practicing for so many times. (laughs) I think for the zero gravity things, they were strapped, but like for the most part, they were just like in a rotating set. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's pretty cool. Christopher Nolan does various things like this like a lot and I wouldn't never thought of that. I was thought it would be CGI. He loves his practical effects, like explosions and everything like that. Uh yeah, yeah. that's it, that hotel scene especially, like with Joseph Gordon-Levitt just running around kicking some dude's asses, like he he just seemed like an action star and it was just so seamless, you know. It was that yeah. was amazing and impressive. Yeah. And I love watching those videos of the revolving, you know, tube going. Yeah, I think they built they actually built two of them. Because one was for the the hallway and one was for the hotel room. And they actually oh. had to like sync it up like two different ways like one was spinning slower than the other because the hallway was narrower so they had to spin a little bit faster but also then the hotel room was was uh you know bigger so they had to spin it a bit slower so they had to sync it up in a certain way to where when they went into each or went to the different room it would seem like the same thing but it actually wasn't but right yeah Yeah. okay that makes sense very intricate holy yeah spinning sets are a few of my uh my picks for my list and nolan is definitely one of the kings of um putting practical effects as movies and i can't imagine choreographing fighting in general much less doing it while you're suspended in a rotating set like that yeah mad difficult oh my god yeah, so I, I can't imagine actors for practicing that for so long. And yeah, it's like, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Did you find, uh, Eric, did you find how expensive it was to do those revolving? I sets? didn't see how expensive it was, but yeah, I, I seen like, you know, like, the bare bones of how it was built. <laughs> and immediately when you did suggest this topic, Eric, I, I, that scene in Inception came up 
right away for me. I'm like, okay, I got to write that down. So of course that was on my list. And I, f- I figured that would be one of the ones we, all three of us shared. So mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> I'm happy that I was right about that and that you guys really enjoyed it too. Yeah. Uh, what's yours, Hunter? So <laughs> I kind of cheated on my first one that I came up with. And I would say Guillermo del Toro, anything. The just how okay. he does practical makeup and makes his creatures for all of his movies, like especially, you know, what comes to mind, like Shape of Water, like you mentioned, Andy, not too long ago in one of our episodes. Just amazing how he made the, you know, sea creature. Like kind of reminds you of Creature from the Black Lagoon and all those. And also, um, the the fish man i always forget his name in hellboy hellboy yeah 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 he's one of my like favorite characters that i've seen ever but yeah like you know speaking of hellboy just all the makeup on you know hellboy on ron perlman and yeah the fish man abe abe there we go gosh i knew it was like a older name but uh and also Pan's Labyrinth, of course, all those creatures that he came up with, <laughs> that dude with the eyeballs in his hands, like, I don't know how Guillermo comes up with <laughs> these things. It's just so amazing what he does with makeup, and it really feels like those creatures are real and viable, and that's that's impressive to me, very impressive art, and recently, Cabinet of Curiosities that I checked out, all of there's a lot his, of that. Oh my goodness. Like that rat, that huge rat monster in the <laughs> graveyard. Yeah. Holy shit. That scared me. But yeah, just everything he comes up with, it's just nuts. And I love how he brings the creatures to life and cons- and he insists on continuing that art form. So I really got to, you know, take my hat off for that towards him. Yeah. We got to do some Del Toro movies on here. I know. Or do, uh, do Cabinet of Curiosities. Yes. And I'm a huge fan of uh, his Pinocchio movie as well. And just the stop motion animation. I'm so glad he did that too and brought his artistic style to stop motion, you know? Yep. Love stop motion movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've seen the new Pinocchio, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's right that's what I was talking about. Sorry. That's what you're yeah. referring to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or did I mess up and not say Pinocchio? <laughs> no, you did. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure you did. I am just, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I know. I know you're researching because I asked the question like how expensive that Inception scene was. So don't, well, don't worry. I wasn't even looking at that anymore. I was looking at the the fish man. Oh, Abe. Yeah. God. Yeah. He's just so impressive. And yeah, that is that is very impressive. Yeah, did he have any like moving parts on him at all? Or Abe didn't his uh, gills. gills? Yeah, yeah, his gills kind of pulsating. His gills and stuff. moved. Yeah, yeah. I think I, in, I um, always find it shape of water as well. Yes. Yeah, I always find it interesting that they they also like they have a costume, but they also have things that move on the costume. Exactly. Like, yeah. where are you fitting like you know like technology inside this <laughs> suit? You know, right. Yeah. And like the the eyeballs in that monster's hands in Pan's Labyrinth, and also the 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 creature that comes to the girl as well the uh, the creature 
I'll look it up real quick, just so I get his name. Yeah. I think uh, Abe and Hellboy is actually uh, makeup. I don't think it's a suit for, for most of his stuff. Makeup? Yeah. I think they just like, it's like uh, like Mystique, like they skin paint you. I'm sure for some of it, I think most of it is a suit, though. I'm sure like some prosthetics yeah. and stuff yeah. and mixed with makeup. Oh, is his name Fano? The it's he kind of looks like a a goat with those huge horns, and he's got those like spirals on his forehead and stuff. He he looked pretty creepy, and I never trusted him throughout that whole movie, <laughs> <laughs> and I was right too. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's also it. impressive. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, I really need to get to because I know uh, David Bowie's really loved in the movie world, so I know that. I got to get to those. Yes. Yeah. You got to check it out. And that, that is a Spanish film. So yeah. A lot of references. Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. That is, that is the one with David Bowie, right? No, that's Labyrinth. Just... No. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, I was kind of confused when you brought up David Bowie, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's Labyrinth. But I can see where you got the two mixed up though. <laughs> okay. One extra word there. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay, Andy. I'll forgive you on that one. But yeah, just, yeah, that's my cheat. You know, Guillermo del Toro and his, you know, costuming, makeup, all of that. I just, I love. Yeah. What you got, Andy? Del Toro's good. I had uh, had Shape of Water on my list to talk about just because I was really impressed with the uh, fish man suit. So... Yeah, yeah, you can't help it. But and I kind of figured that would be on your list, so I'm glad I took that away from you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. Well, I'll get this one out of the way because you guys know it's coming. The thing, of course. Of course, um, the thing. Both the '82 and the 2011 version, though. Unfortunately, with the 2011 version, they made this weird choice. Like they did all these like really cool animatronics and mm-hmm. practical monster effects. And then they coded everything with CGI and post. They really so, fucked up. He doesn't look good oh. in the movie. Yeah, they really fucked up on that. But yeah, the the original thing, the 1982, is obviously the king of practical effects when it comes to to movies. There's a couple others I'll talk about for horror, but uh, yeah, almost everything in that movie is done practically, and even the 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 chestburster scene where. Uh, the doc is going to put the paddles on his chest. Yeah. It opens up. They get oh a double God. amputee to to be the body double for that. So they, what? Like, they had prosthetic arms and those arms got ripped off in there. So like there's so much cool shit in the thing that just I'm amazed the work they put into that one. That's yeah, wild. That's it's super impressive. Like just, just the things they thought about to make it work like that like getting the double amputee and uh whenever i do think of the practical effects in the thing i always obviously because it scarred me (laughs) because i i hate i hate that they did this to the dogs but you know the dog scene in the kennel and just those kind of tubular vein type things shooting out from the dog i'm like holy crap and Oh my God. It, it just even the dog tearing down the gate too, you know, that's, that counts as practical as well. And yeah, just, yeah. Very interesting. And that 
fucking spider head <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> spider head, bro. Yeah. I just wondered like how they do like the 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 springly spindly like uh tentacles because like yeah. I wonder if they just like wiggle them and then like speed it up or something. <laughs> right, right. Cuz it doesn't look like animatronics, but also no. it doesn't look like it's hung up by anything. I it guess it's out. Be. I can't yeah. remember if those are stop motion or if it's like a fan or something that it, that blows it maybe. around. A fan? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I get you. Yeah, I guess it could be. Yeah, yeah, but everything they do in that movie is just just impressive, and you know the sets being like all built so that they can pretty much destroy everything. There's no worries about breaking things and shots, and yeah, and just set everything on fire. <laughs> yes, yep. just burn it all down by the end. I love that they didn't use any digital fire. Like it just it looked so yeah. <laughs> real and it it really added to the whole arctic aspect about the movie, you know, <laughs> and feeling cold the entire time and you get that little burst of warmth. That was yep. one of the things I seen in uh, some of the behind the scenes content as well as you know with the the real fire, it made some real issues for the prosthetics cuz they're like well shit, now you like burned up all this stuff like the take wasn't right. Oh shit, man! You fucked up the take. We only had yeah. one of those. You had one job. <laughs> or uh, yeah, there's there was something about like uh, like it being so hot that it would like melt some stuff. And yeah, it's it's cool to see that they they just go all in. Yeah, and I'm think, I'm also thinking about the scene where they do bring in that body for the first time yeah. of the creature, and just how like how they must have smeared some like gel to make it look like it's kind of like oozing, you know, kind of like uh, on the Xenomorph where they used that. Didn't they use like KY jelly on, on the Xenomorphs yeah. or yep. something like that? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like it just, it kind of reminded me of that. And I thought that was super impressive. It actually seemed like an alien was sitting on their table, you know? Yeah. They just yeah. put gallons of lube on top of them. <laughs> <laughs> lube them up. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of lube and practical effects yes yeah i mean you, hey work with what you got right yeah yep. that and the uh corn syrup blood of course yes yeah i always think of the scene in scream where billy loomis licks his fingers and he says hmm corn syrup same thing <laughs> they used for uh pig's blood and carry <laughs> god oh my damn god. it dude it just lives in my head like that whole movie <laughs> does so i i can like i can just follow along with each line honestly yeah i could go back and forth with the the thing for hours as you guys know um yeah i recommend <laughs> for anyone who does like that movie like the behind the scenes stuff is just as interesting as the movie itself like it's so cool to see i just obsessed with watching it oh i bet it's different than you know a whole movie that's made out of cgi and kind of following the behind the scenes of that i'm sure this is just interesting and so intricate yeah it's not that digital like, stuff isn't but you know what i'm saying yeah like not that it's not cool to see chris evans running around on a green screen and they're just jumping over green boxes yeah yeah I mean, there's just something naturally like cool when you could say like yeah i made that fucked up thing like by hand <laughs> Yeah. yeah right yeah exactly yeah and i suppose we did do a whole thing about the thing 
a whole <laughs> episode about it. So yeah, like, I mean, we could go on and on, but <laughs> yeah. If I remember correctly, they had a really small practical effects department. I think it was only like one or two guys for the thing. They really outdid themselves then. Like that's that's a lot of work. Tank for two people. Yeah. Impressive. I, yeah. I remember being a very small group. Wow. I'd feel very proud, honestly. Yeah. You know, like that you didn't need <laughs> that's a whole impressive team of ten people doing it, you know, and yeah. how much they had to do for this movie. Yeah. I could be wrong. I might be mixing it up with another one. But uh, a lot of these, like, there's a lot of 70s and 80s movies on our list for obvious reasons, just because you didn't really have as much CGI practicality at that point. But yeah, uh, a lot of really small teams of very skilled people. So shout out to all the practical effects artists, of course. Definitely, for sure. Eric, what do you got? Uh, I got Jurassic Park, the first one. Of course, the classic. Classic, right? That was on my list too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, should be on I everyone's list. Looking into this with yeah. the the giant T Rex scene specifically. Mm-hmm. They they actually built uh, a huge one. They built a huge T Rex made out of like clay and plaster or whatever just for like uh the still scenes so they can just they like this still used a fair amount of cgi obviously because like i mean you can only do so much with an animatronic but that one scene where the the t-rex was like clamping down on that on that truck you remember that the yes suv and it like yeah. busted through the window yeah that actually wasn't supposed to happen oh my god the animatronics was uh like for the t-rex was like hydraulic fueled and so with the rain that they had going on it it got wet and waterlogged so it had like some issues while they were filming it and it actually wasn't supposed to happen, go through the fence. So those were actually like real screams coming from the kids because oh, that, shit. that T-Rex was not supposed to bust through the the truck like that. So yeah, I mean I mean it was it was you know a good shot. They actually kept it in post. But uh Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it worked but yeah. it's just one of those things that you can't really get with the uh anything else. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like it, you know, if it was just a CGI rendering instead of, you know, <laughs> the actual thing clamping down, it yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have happened, you know. Yeah. They would have had to and, use something else to kind of like crush it. Yeah. Absolutely. And um the a lot of engineering going on with that animatronic because it had to move like so fast, like at the at the tip of it to make it actually look like an actual animal. Yeah, so like actual movement. Yeah, the engineering team had to get cut out for them because they had to make the hydraulics go like what sixty gallons per minute. Yeah, <laughs> pushing hydraulics. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, it was quite a technical feat that that t-rex was yeah yeah and it's just so impressive that they 
you know, were able to bring dinosaurs back to life, you know, in a sense, it, it was really cool, just, you know, because it's not something we've seen in our lives. And we're like watching it on the screen, like, holy shit, that's a dinosaur, you know, yeah. like, just so impressive. And I I loved the Raptors growing up. Even oh, though, yes. Even though they kind of did go off from the actual design of a Velociraptor, apparently they had feathers. But yeah, I that, heard that too. Yeah, that wouldn't have looked as cool. So I like in my mind, whenever I thought of a raptor, it was Jurassic Park. And what an yep. amazing thing that is. And just a huge impression on the populace. Yeah. You know? Yeah, just insane. And look how many things kind of spurred off from Jurassic Park and having those animatronic, you know, dinosaurs, all these shows that you go to like in arenas and stuff, they have their own hydraulic dinosaurs and stuff and machines. Yep. It's just crazy. Yeah. I remember seeing an animatronic uh, T-Rex one time. I think it was in uh Deadwood, South Dakota. For some reason they had a, they had a T-Rex there that screamed at people. And I thought it was the coolest thing. Oh, that's amazing. Little eight year old me. Yeah. 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 The wonderment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, like uh, Jurassic Park was definitely a, it, it's a word I can't think it's, of right now. It's a cornerstone. <laughs> cornerstone. Uh, there you go. Uh, there. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Thankfully, and, uh, Andy's in your head as well, Eric. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to come up with anything. It's a morning. Yeah. It's a morning, guys. It, it is. Yeah. It's just <laughs> pr practical effects, too. Like, it's amazing how many, like going through different articles and research for this one, like I don't know if there's one list that didn't include stuff like Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like it's oh, yeah. insane how fundamental some of these movies are to the future of all movies. Definitely. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, just an amazing dude. We can thank him for so many things and yeah. just, you know, giving us that childhood wonderment. You know, with like E.T. and especially Jurassic Park. It's just awesome. Yeah, I uh, I still would like to one day see his idea for the horror version of this. Because I know oh, they, they considered my. it, but they're like, well, you know, we don't want to, you know, alienate half the audience. So, right. What? But yeah, I suppose they do, you do get, get some of... scenes like the, yeah. the raptor scene in the, the kitchen. It's a little horror-ish. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's kind of actually scary. And, you know, and some of the people getting eaten, you know, that, that counts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, the uh, the lawyer and the, the bathroom there. One of the, yeah. my favorite scenes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I like, I always think of the raptor and the shot is on the side of it, its head. And there's all those uh, computer that computer projected onto the, its face like with all the digits mm -hmm. that's that was an impressive scene as well yeah yeah jurassic park does a fantastic job of bringing a prehistoric being to life in movies i always remember the scene where they're checking out the tyrannosaurus who or sorry the uh, triceratops, triceratops. Yeah, yep. who's sick out in the field. 
and like the breathing and stuff and then just you know like the piles of shit like just makes it feel like oh this is this is like a mythical creature this is an animal yeah 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 like can actually just reach out and touch it and if you wanted to touch the shit but yeah (laughs) and like in no small part due to um of course like sam neill and uh laura dern's performances in like reacting to all that like just really sells it i'm sure some of those reactions were just like wow this is crazy that these were built you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then of course you get the the realistic reactions like eric mentioned of the, the, the <laughs> glass breaking on the jeep wasn't yeah. planned but it really worked yeah it yeah. did yep sometimes those are the best we moments wanted in movies. fear and we got fear yes <laughs> genuine fear i'm sure those kids were scarred from that yeah <laughs> thought they were gonna get crushed on Poor set kid. you well this is it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i of course had to put the sinking of the titanic and just all of the sets that james cameron was able to build in the titanic film and just just crazy how he was able to come up with a way to make it sink and break in half and everything i mean it's it isn't total total practical effects they did have to use a little bit of cgi work with it but i mean for what they were yes for what they were able to do though and in in order to recreate the titanic and like the different rooms and the parts of it and it's sinking Cameron and his crew like had to use a combination of scale models, CGI and other practical effects. So just mixing all of those and making it work just very interesting and you know, they were able to look at the blueprints provided by the original Titanic builders and that 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 really helped them in their process. So yeah. it's amazing that you could use miniatures to really trick the mind in such a way that you could save so much money on your special effects right yeah yeah i know star wars did a lot of that too for the outward shots for i mean because it's all sci-fi anyways there's not actual places that they can film so they have like miniature like built places of uh you know like most Eisley or yeah star wars i was just about to or say hoth or whatever you know what i mean those big battles are pretty much just like a bunch of miniatures yeah they did do stuff out in the, the desert, out in the Arizona. I actually got to go see some of the area where some of that was filmed. Oh, really? Yeah, like the, the sand dunes of uh, Tatooine. It's oh, that's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah that makes sense. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And also, like, you know, when the people were falling off the ship, uh, they also had to use motion capture technology for that. So, you know, hey, thank God that wasn't practical. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. my God. <laughs> Just and like you said, Andy, they did have to use a little bit of illusionary um, movements and camera work to make it look like it's really tilting and everything like that. And Jesus yeah. Christ, how many, how much, God, how would you say that? How many gallons of water that had to like flood the set too for you know the water with jack and rose like oh yeah walking through the water like just insane i i would have been scared i would have drowned in there honestly but they didn't just like go out to a a lake or something 
No, no. Yeah, they like actually filled it with water. And that's why they had to remove. That's crazy. That's why they had to remove some sections of the ship and be able to have, have the tank of water sit in there too for that scene and just like wow. let it let it out wow. let it flood yeah just insane james cameron loves his water that's so not what i would have expected for they must have had like rebuilt the studio for some like really excellent plumbing i'm sure right <laughs> yeah. put some plumbing installed like drains and stuff <laughs> i hope so unless no it's supposed to be above ground yeah yeah i don't know that's that's pretty cool yeah dude on the, the first floor of course in the first yeah. floor <laughs> yeah <laughs> no kidding <laughs> but yeah just very impressive it's like wow i'm actually watching the reenactment of what happened to the titanic you know what we weren't able to see just crazy honestly yeah that that's really cool i didn't think that they would use like a a miniature like titanic to you know, film it sinking and stuff. I thought that was like all like green screen stuff. So that's, that's a really impressive. Yeah, definitely. And, and of course it was the most expensive movie ever made at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I can imagine true. why. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they actually drowned DiCaprio in that scene, right? Yep. Wait, yes. what? This is his last movie. Yep. Yeah. He, he left us way too soon. <laughs> They really he filmed all the ones real. after that, like before that, like for some reason they had uh, <laughs> they it's, had all, all it's the... been a body double this whole time, guys. Yeah, I, he, he was gone. It. Yeah, I they want to make it real for Winslet to you know really act. Yes, yeah, they're like, do you want to watch your friend drown? Actually, yeah, <laughs> it, even before up. even before you have to let him go in the freezing ocean, yeah, scarred twice. Nope. And I, no I love animals how... were harmed. <laughs> no. were harmed. O- only Leo. Only Leo. Only that, Leo that makes harmed. it okay, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how Leo and Kate Winslet had had a huge like friendship after that movie too. They're like still best friends, and it's just it's sweet to me, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it's so early in your career, I feel like everyone you probably start with there, you're like, cool, let's continue to hang out. Yeah, and you put so much time into those projects, so you probably get to know each other really well. Definitely, like you know how much of a process this movie was. I'm sure they were filming for a long time, and uh, how James Cameron is. I've heard he's a little difficult to work with at times. It puts <laughs> his people through some shit, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that was uh, bonding trauma, bonding a little bit too. Well, did you uh, have you seen some of the behind the scenes for uh, Avatar two here? The way of the yes. water. Yes. About, like being obsessed with water yeah <laughs> like actually having to learn how to hold their breath for like a long time yeah Kate we'll winslet had a record for holding yeah. her breath yeah damn is that also winslet in the movie yes yeah works with him again you got it yeah i'm sure she was used to uh his process <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah like, i keep having to break my records keep having to hold my breath longer I know it, it's crazy and just yeah like it being able to see him make new technology to do this stuff like some of this technology wasn't available so he had to basically create it and now that helps further improvements on movies you know it's just very cool yeah. and I can respect him for that to go colonize a whole planet for this <laughs> yeah yeah colonization mm-hmm 
Avatar 3 in 2025. Yeah. Can't, can't wait to see more behind the scenes stuff. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy how he figured out how to put, you know, these like styrofoam, I think they're made out of styrofoam. I could be wrong, but like all those balls kind of floating in the water. So it oh, helps them yeah. record the people moving and stuff. Yeah. And trying to make a mocap suit that you can actually use underwater. Like Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, just insane. But yeah, what what else do you got, Andy? Well, I of course have to throw up another pick from James Cameron and go Ooh. with Alien slash Aliens, even though uh really did the first one and Cameron did the sequel. Um, right. They're both fantastic and they both use pretty similar animatronics from what I've seen for mm-hmm. uh, Xenomorph. Especially like, I think you see the queen a little bit in the second one. The I end of the first so. one for sure. The end of the first one, I yeah. That. And I thought I remembered seeing her in Aliens too. Yeah. and No, actually the second those. one, you're right. Okay. They're really good. Because yeah, yeah, the second one's where she... Uh, kicks it out with the big machine thing yeah because i, I kind of yeah. forget what their naming conventions because it's like it's alien and then it's aliens yep. which yeah. is the yeah. second one and it's alien uh, cubed. yeah it gets a little confusing <laughs> yes alien cubed and then alien resurrection <laughs> <laughs> and then you got all the prequel nonsense it's just all over the place Hey, now, I actually enjoy some of that prequels nonsense. I enjoy them. I enjoy them. Okay, just, okay, good. They're jumping around on the timeline weirdly. I know, I know. It, and then it's kind of hard to keep up and kind of like put it all together in your head. It's like, oh, no, like yeah. this came after, but it was a prequel, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, wait, Prometheus came out first. But that's yes. the oldest one. And there's Alien Covenant, which was before Aliens, but after Prometheus. <laughs> right. Yeah, they had to throw a spanner in the works and name it Prometheus, too. Like, yeah. it didn't and even have the word alien in it. <laughs> there's supposed to be a, a, a project incoming about in between Prometheus and Covenant, because they're like, okay, what happened to David? How'd that get there? And like, yep. then, of course, one between Covenant and Aliens, uh, or Alien. Let's go. I'm ready for more. <laughs> and yeah, Alien Isolation, great game. Oh, and gaps as well. Yes. Just slowly filling a puzzle. Yeah. The the Xenomorphs are so impressive, though. I totally yeah. agree. This was on my list as well. Like, this is like insane levels of like dedication, like, um, like uh, Rexy in Jurassic Park. Like to put all this work into this monster, and you're like, I hope this pays off. Like, I hope this movie does well because if it doesn't, you just put so much time into this monster. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and then seeing them like put that together in the frame, and of course, all the like KY jelly, like you mentioned. Yeah, what amount of KY jelly do you think they (laughs) use for this shit? Like gallons? I don't know. Pallet load. KY made a lot of money off of these people. Yes. Like, thank God, somebody needs a shit ton of lube. Right? (laughs) We can finally sell these bulk items. (laughs) They've been sitting in the back forever. (laughs) And then you get, like, uh, I think you actually have someone in the xenomorph suit, and then there's practical stuff around him. I think you're really? right. Yep, I think you're right. It's it's just impressive. It's that's cool. Very cool to see. And a little silly behind the scenes. You're like, 
that's that's a guy in a suit yeah, yeah. this this looks like, off <laughs> when you're actually watching this movie like this is one of the scariest horror monsters of its time and yeah. still lives up to being one of the top today it's yeah. movie magic man like a, and it's really the a super predator that like bleeds acid it's like what the hell <laughs> yeah right and the xenomorph like the just the concept of the look of it i wouldn't have thought to make an alien look like that you know when you think of <laughs> like the alien design at space aliens you kind of <laughs> think of just that like yeah. so simple you know the gray but, man yeah yes and then it's really cool to see the adaptation that they've taken in the future here with like covenant and prometheus to say like okay now what was the evolution to even get to that point right right yeah and it's it's actually interesting to me that's why i really enjoy prometheus and you know covenant yeah yeah, yeah from like a like a biological perspective it's really cool to be like oh okay it's that thing is that's mama and that's how you get that weird fucked up zeo uh neomorph or whatever it was yeah and then eventually you get this thing <laughs> and you get yeah. chest bursters which is also the chest bursters are fucking amazing practical effects okay. oh my god yeah it just lives in your head it lives in everybody's head just that scene alone and that it was made with practical effects is just that much better yeah it it pays off it looks good i still like them today uh, yep i'm due for a marathon of these again and yeah. yeah they're just they're perfect really hurts my chest watching it <laughs> every time <laughs> every fucking time and then sometimes randomly the space balls scene will pop in my head where where the restaurant serves like bad food to the guy and that's why the chest burster comes out <laughs> and he starts like singing and oh, dancing yeah. with a top hat hello my lady hello my lady, or something. i love that one <laughs> that was amazing yeah i i love that even like you can get some failed scenes like uh like you talked about in jurassic park that they just work mm-hmm. like with the chest burster like it didn't go as planned and some of those scenes are kind of still in there and it just it works yeah that like even though things don't go fully as planned you're like oh wait that actually looks better than if we plan this out meticulously right yeah definitely yeah aliens will always go down as one of the best monsters of all time and amazing practical effects from their team yeah for the time it was made that just yeah. amazing yeah agreed what you got eric so we're, we're going down the james cameron route today okay yeah we got terminator 2 hey okay specifically the the nuke scene mm-hmm. where they actually had the actual miniature you know city where they blew it up it was actually just used with uh fire and then they blew it down with a really like intense fan uh, not to ruin it for you i mean that's pretty much all it was and then the animatronics that they used for you know the melting of the what's her face uh sarah connor sarah connor yeah and that was also really impressive. You ruined it for me, by the way, Eric. 
I know. I just was trying to, you know, not ruin the magic of it actually being a nuke. But yeah, you can't really do that. I have to. Have That's to just so much cooler. Like, why did you have to do that? I know. Yeah. <laughs> just let me be, you know, oblivious. Okay. Yeah. They actually used a nuke town. Actually, oh the God. most expensive movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. Acquiring a nuke. Yeah. 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 They, had to, they had to get government permits for this. Yeah. The budget. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> you imagine? I mean, nuts! Oh my goodness! Filming no. that? You? I, I didn't want to be on that crew. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love the Terminator design too. That's yeah. that's what I love about it for sure. It's very iconic. Yeah, they actually built a lot of uh, Terminators for that, and they're like they're reused. So like, there's, you know, where that first scene where they had like the huge battle and um lasers going all over the place things are blowing up that oh, was yeah, pretty in the much future. like a life-size like replica so they kind of like they reused a lot of the scenes there but they also had like probably two animatronics and the rest was like green screen behind it so it actually looked like some huge battle it was yeah that is really cool wow yeah that's the uh, one of the scenes I think of when I think of like, oh, you put this much work into this project for it to be like less than a minute of content. Yeah, like, <laughs> just just crazy what like you, you go through for some of these projects. Definitely, yeah. Just and you know having to make it believable as a futuristic type story at the time too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like we were talking about with Alien as well. Yeah, obviously it pays off and people keep giving Cameron money to keep doing this, so it it's working. They just yeah. keep handing him the bills and like, hey, here you go. Go <laughs> go fuck around with it. It's like <laughs> what do we what do we care? How much on miniature teams? <laughs> for for how long was seen? James, was this in the budget? <laughs> no, I just made it happen. All right. Okay. Yep. We'll just keep rolling. <laughs> like, just trust me. Just trust me. Yeah, I, I got it'll this, work. guys. I yeah. promise. Uh, Terminator was only like his second movie, like the first one. Yeah. For directing, at least. And yeah, it's insane that uh, just one of those directors that like it's really paid off that they've put their faith in him to make more. Definitely. Just, yeah, yeah we'll give you the key to the city. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Dang. I got another one if you guys want. Oh, I'd like to. Yeah. And I do. I do have more as well. Yeah. Some a little different. Uh, So I guess. So Lord of the Rings, you know, the hobbits. Yeah. They're not actually that small. No, you're joking. No, tell me Elijah Wood isn't three foot. Yeah, no, I thought the same thing, too. But turns out they used force perspective. And what's. What's interesting about this one compared to other movies they use force perspective? Well, I guess movies before this, I shouldn't say other movies. Uh, <laughs> they actually were able to get the like moving camera while also using uh, force perspective, which is hard to do because obviously you have when you have a force perspective, you have to stay in that perspective to you know keep the 
magic alive right but they mm-hmm. used certain props and optical illusions with the set like some things would be smaller and other things would be bigger specifically like in the scene where gandalf was in bilbo's house like there was a lot of uh force perspective there obviously because they wanted to make him look huge and him small that was all just like props being made smaller and bigger than usual so <laughs> that's amazing. ones that are like closer to whatever hobbit there is they'd make the props bigger and then whatever be closer to gandalf to be smaller than usual so i just thought that was really impressive and really creative that they were able to do that you just blew my mind Eric. yeah wow it's really cool <laughs> no it yeah i do I do love that, and I've seen a couple movies with that force perspective. It's really interesting. Like the first one that comes to mind is Elf, you know, where they had yep. to make Buddy look so big, you know. Yeah. yeah. But that's actually an aspect that I do forget about Lord of the Rings because I'll be honest, I have not rewatched them since I was a kid because uh, I had an irrational fear of Gollum and Smeagol, <laughs> and he sure. would murder it's not me. Irrational. He would murder me in every one of my nightmares. That's how my nightmare would end. Like when I would finally stop dreaming, he was about to kill me. So <laughs> therefore, have not watched him in a long time. But that's that's the aspect that I do forget about it is that they made the hobbits look so small, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. Not listening. Not listening. You're a liar. I'm a thief. No. I can't believe we haven't talked about Mad Max yet in the war rigs. Yeah. Are you talking about Fury Road? Fury Road. You got Hell it. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Oh, man. One of the just... probably newest ones that we will talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, most of ours have been kind of, besides my, like, Guillermo del Toro stuff, like, they've been kind of in, like, the 90s and around that area. So that's that's interesting. But, yeah, just Mad Max and the action is just so believable because they did use practical, like a bunch of practical effects. Yeah. Well, I mean like all of that driving is just insane that you got real stunt people for all that. And yeah, it just, it pays off people jumping around on those freaking rods and stuff and like swinging around Tom Hardy being strapped to the front of a fucking vehicle. (laughs) Wait, wait, no, they were actually driving vehicles. Yeah. All the driving is real. Yes. All of it's real. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. And the flames just coming out everywhere. Like, you know, it wasn't digital flames or anything, which was very impressive. And just the explosions got it just blows your mind. You're so captured the whole movie because they put this amount of work into it. Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't expect that because usually in like 90 percent of the movies, even when they're just driving around, they just have a car on set. You know, and everything else outside the car is green screen. So, like, right, you got all right. this. Yeah. You're actually driving and jumping all over the place. That's nuts. Yeah. You know, uh, I might really be, yeah. good majority of the movie is, is uh, like, actually filmed. Yeah. That's so cool. It's it's crazy. And actually, Eric, now that you bring that up, the like, the moving scenes outside of a vehicle when, you know, actors are driving <laughs> in a movie, that I might be Some of them are... super picky, but I, like... I it makes me cringe sometimes when yeah. I can really tell 
that it's just green screen or whatever on the outside. It's it looks yeah. so bad sometimes. Yeah, I can't stand yeah. that. I know like stuff like two and a half men, and then I know it's in or like <laughs> oh it's all my god, theory. yeah, sitcom like so bad. They're not meant to be like high tech or anything, but like it's just no. so funny. Like you're looking at the back, you're like, huh. You're actually driving there, Ross. I don't think you are. Yeah, yeah. and then it, yeah. like it barely looks like they're driving. Like they're just exaggeratedly like moving the steering wheel all over yeah. the place. Like they're, <laughs> they're just, just going all over the road. They're looking at the passenger <laughs> the whole time. They're not even yeah. looking. The... <laughs> and they're You'd supposed be to be like New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most movies don't like. It's not like that obvious. But like, no. yeah, TV shows especially. Yeah, they. Uh, they you guys really thought you could fool us right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah or you just didn't put that much time and energy into this or i yeah. don't know maybe it wasn't I in mean, the budget i can't you know blame people it must not be but like you know no. you watch the sitcoms for the jokes anyways it's not you're not really looking to see anything cool yeah the <laughs> artistic value in it yeah the like, artistic uh, <laughs> value yeah yeah <laughs> just make me laugh that's all i ask yeah it's just jokes <laughs> But yeah, Mad Max Fury Road, like what a what a joy ride, actually, just because of, you know, all of the technological stuff that they did for it. It's just insane. All right. And one yeah, less of really a budget cool. than uh, Titanic. Yes. Yeah. I I could imagine. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's like fifty million less. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What George Miller does in Mad Max is nothing short of just like jaw dropping. It just it pays off really well in the action, so I'm hoping uh, the next Mad Max is just as good, at least in that aspect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm ready for that Furi- Furiosa movie with Anya Taylor Joy, and hopefully the effects look better than they did in the trailer because it looked <laughs> a bit too much CGI. So I'm kind of concerned, but I mean it is kind of a first look, and I'm sure they can kind of clean that up. Yep. But yeah. yeah, but I I trust the, the director. He's he's done all the Mad Max stuff, so he's right. He knows the content. He does. He does. Got to just got to just trust, right? Yeah. What uh, what do you have next for us, Andy? Yeah, I'm gonna jump back to an old one again, of course. Okay, why are you keeping with the old man? Because I, I like the <laughs> old man. Out with the old, in with the new. <laughs> it's just, no, just it's so classic and uh this is just one of my favorite movie series of all time uh mr harrison ford in raiders of the lost ark yes oh indeed. yeah indeed yeah. yeah. in, uh 81 not only we got like the real boulder scene at the beginning of the movie with harrison ford running away from that though i think yeah. it's made of like it's not styrofoam but it's like it's a different type of uh light uh, material like that i hope and it got... wasn't actually rock <laughs> non-murderous <laughs> material <laughs> yeah. yeah he's he's actually running away from that and uh uh having to run through that thing and then you yeah. get the face melting scene at the end i always forget these are oh the yeah same movie yes with, uh, spoilers but this is 50 years old now at this point <laughs> yeah. he or he opens the arc and the nazi guy's face just fucking peels off yes yeah it's it's just impressive for for a movie of its age Steven Spielberg again, too. Yeah, Spielberg, Cameron, and Nolan are uh, kind of dominating the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, just very impressive. And it it's so fun, too, because like at Disney, 
they do reenactments of like this Indiana Jones show. And I remember going to it as a kid and like after seeing the movies and I'm just like, wow, like it's just so cool that you can actually just set this up on a stage as well yeah, and like actually see it happen. And just, yeah, all the practicalities of it. It's just awesome. It, it makes you feel more like it's an adventure. I love when adventure movies like really do these cool stunts that are you know practical and like the boulder like you said you know the the hazardous things that they're going through and they're exploring and trying to get you know some sort of treasure or whatever it's just yeah it really adds to the adventure yeah and this is a obviously a little bit older and less grand than mad max but like the for the car chase scenes Mm -hmm. like i i always feel like very intense watching those I always just really liked him with uh, Indy and his special way of combat. Like it's very, it's very eighties, but like I, know, I, I love all the car chase scenes in the yeah. Indiana Jones series. Yeah, I'm with you. Big action hero stunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford is the action hero. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's he's a treasure for sure. God, and just I'm so glad that. Indy as a character, Indiana Jones can, you know, kind of be separated from Han Solo, two huge characters in pop culture for people around that time and yeah. still to this day. But you like, I don't really mix them up at all, honestly. No. I never really mixed them up too much. Yeah. Mm-mm. They're completely different. I mean, like, Han Solo, like, he's like a sly, charismatic dude and, um, Indy's you know, more smart. Indiana Jones is like a smart, smart. professor, yeah. yeah, action hero dude. So they're yeah. completely different. You can't really mix them up. Yeah, yeah. You got Blade Runner. Oh which my god, is, yeah, he's, a Decker. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's more of like a grizzled detective dude, I guess. <laughs> Very true. Hunt down the androids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah the guy is uh, jumped into some of the biggest series of all times. Oh yeah, he's just he's iconic. He's all over the place and it's just awesome. He he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no good good pick there. I do have a couple others. So, I mean, we got Chucky. Oh. That's that's also an interesting one. They actually had to use like nine puppeteers for and then like three different versions of chucky for him to come to life really yeah chucky's just real he's a real doll and um he's uh he's running around on set it's actually pretty impressive (laughs) he was also in one of my nightmares as a child and i woke up right before i died yeah i was scared (laughs) as hell of chucky like he killed my dad first man wow (laughs) he killed me yeah right in front of my eyes so i I can't forgive him for that that's very accurate he would do that yeah yeah it was horrible kills the parents first then uh you got the batman series by uh the trilogy nolan's yeah nolan's trilogy and uh yeah i just think it's cool that there's they built an actual batmobile for it yeah and um yeah they built the bat cave too that was all real. I believe that. Yeah. So, like, 
you see the bare bones of this bat cave uh like before it's all painted real nice and stuff where you just see like cardboard and like uh you know water everywhere and stuff like they built the whole river into it oh impressive. wow very expensive yeah. too <laughs> i believe it christopher nolan also loves to do it up big like james cameron yeah 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 very impressive stuff especially like you know the semi scene in the dark night and yeah flipping over just crazy yeah it's all nuts they get they have to have a uh batmobile scene in each movie for sure definitely yeah i agree spent so much to build it might as well use it (laughs) yeah for sure Andy, I know you love the Dark Knight trilogy, so you got anything on it? It's impressive, of course. Like they do a lot of their own pyrotechnics and stuff. Uh, of course, everyone knows about like the Joker hospital scene, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's impressive the the work that they put into it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Nolan. Uh, yeah, I don't know what more you could say about Nolan. He just he's <laughs> just one of those directors that yep. just does it right. He's so highly covered too. Like, I don't think we would have any really new thoughts on him. You know, he's just been covered all over. Yeah. 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 You got any uh, other big ones, Hunter? I do. I kind of, I kind of have a thing with practical, practical the effects. Thing. The thing about the thing. <laughs> but so I like when I mentioned Guillermo del Toro and you know all these costuming and like creature designs. I I'm really into that. So like a lot of like the makeup stuff of practical effects. I kind of have a pattern in my list here, but especially with uh, the horror genre, I love when there's no digitized blood. I, I hate that. I notice it. You know, I like when they use like really good looking, like realistic blood, you know? So Evil Dead 2013. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love this movie. And wow, like all the practical stuff they did for the gore. Like so much blood. Just, yeah, so much. So, especially at the end when it's raining blood. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which is very impressive, too, how they did that. Uh, But like just the limbs getting chopped off and stuff, like the self mutilation that, you know, the possessed people do. Like it's just, how do you make it look that real? Yeah, like the uh, what always gives me nightmares is the uh, the nail gun scene. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's backing away and getting them, and I'm like, oh, that's just like worse than just getting your limb chopped off to me. Dude, I don't know. yeah, a lot of this stuff makes you like really cringe and just like grit your teeth, and it just really adds to it that you can tell it's not like you know a bunch of CGI, yeah, and stuff. So it's just very impressive to me. So I love when horror movies do, do that yeah and it's it's intense and uh it's one of those things that brings you closer to reality because we do have a lot of blood in us yeah yeah and sometimes movies really sell it short not that i need like a gore fest but no like, no if you got shot there you'd be bleeding a lot more <laughs> yes i'm trying not to sound like a psychopath guys i like yeah. this is this is art i don't actually love watching people die and get mutilated i'm just saying like yeah it's these are movies and you know they're supposed to show you things that you don't see in everyday life and i know 
it's fake you know it's so like it's kind of just a different psychology with that for me yeah you know it's like oh i'm just like i'm, I'm watching somebody perform for me you know yeah yeah it's it's one of those things like trying to describe why you like horror movies like yeah i like to be scared but it's not really about that yeah, yeah. right yeah i don't always feel fear in my life so i do have to find a different source for it to kind of you know get that adrenaline pumping and it's just it's fun i think you know and i think i deaden myself inside by watching so many horror movies i can barely (laughs) i can barely find one that scares the crap out of me anymore so when one does oh i'm just like perfect thank (laughs) you thank you for giving that to me yeah and after Evil Dead 2, I just had like a couple other movies with like makeup effects in the horror genre. Krampus. Okay. Love the design for Krampus. And just like when you finally really see his face at the end, I'm like, holy shit. All right. This actually looks pretty freaking real. And all of his minions and creatures like that. Have you guys seen it? Krampus, yeah. Okay. That like accordion like jack-in-the-box thing that Mm. was like long as hell and had those like sharp teeth and stuff you can tell like that that looks pretty real so i'm sure they did some makeuping i i don't know how they made it move i want to know that like kind of how it like freaking slithered around and stuff (laughs) yeah that creeped me out and um Another movie from Michael Doherty, the same director as Krampus. Uh, he directed Trick or Treat, one of my other favorite horror movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I checked that one out recently at your recommendation. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. And were you mad that I recommended it? No, it was it was good. Good. Perfect. Yeah. And just with the practical effects there, like the werewolves, that, that was an awesome werewolf scene. I love when movies do werewolves right. That was really cool. When they're yeah. like shedding their skin and stuff like it just it feels like it's you're actually watching like a werewolf transform and it's crazy <laughs> and like you're not expecting that in that movie at all so it's just like woo and the design for sam as well god damn that little kid fucking <laughs> he freaks little, me out. Uh, the guy with the bag on his head yes yep the and then it's revealed that he has a a pumpkin head basically so like that design's really cool i thought yeah yeah i uh i also have another big horror one i'd like to talk about of course so of course one of the the classics uh nightmare on elm street hey yep that was gonna go on my list this is another one going back to the rotating sets like we talked about with inception Mm -hmm. the blood geyser scene when yes johnny johnny depp yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. When they're, you know, pulling him into bed and all the blood spurts out all over. Yes. This one was a little less techy than Nolan's. Because mm-hmm. they had to manually rotate this one. Yeah. Like, by hand. And, yeah. like, it's just cool to see the behind the scenes of, like, them having to, like, fasten down every object and stuff like that. And, like, having a, uh, like, a cameraman in there and stuff who's also, like, fastened down. And it's just... I love that whole scene and it, it it's well it's well done. Yes, I I agree. That one lives rent free in my head too. Oh gosh, I I love Wes Craven yeah. so much. I'm I'm so glad that they like were able to figure out how to do that cuz it's just a really iconic horror scene. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like all of Freddy's makeup and uh, design in general, like iconic. Imagine having to do like every time before you're going to work, you're doing like a couple hours of makeup before you can even act. All right, gotta look all burnt <laughs> up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like probably more than a couple hours too. Yeah, yeah. It takes forever. Yeah, there's. Yeah, you could probably do a whole list on just like how long does it take you to get in a character? There's. Just, there's some out there that are insane. Oh, like Jim Carrey becoming the Grinch. Is that <laughs> oh one man, dude! I thought yeah. that was just a suit. No, like yeah, suit, makeup, everything. Like he had to sit in a chair for quite a long time. And <laughs> you, you should look it up. I'm pretty sure he was going like crazy one of the days, and like he had to use this whole like Navy Seal torture thing to like get over it basically to like kind of ride it out and not be so uncomfortable like he was and uh yeah i don't know i don't know the whole the whole story but it's just very interesting yeah yeah there's some that yeah i don't know how you can sit there that long for one without moving and then you're like okay i did my two or three hours of shooting now now I take all this off for another hour or two, and then, yeah. and then yeah. you go home. That's and you do it again next <laughs> Same thing next day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, next. Yeah. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah i I can't imagine at all. Yeah. 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 You got people like uh, uh, we were talking about Benjamin Button before, like doing all the old person makeup for Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's one that just took forever, and it, it pays off. It looks really well in the movie. It does. It's it's very believable, actually. Like, I, I've seen some movies where a young person is in old makeup, and it doesn't look too great. But, <laughs> yeah, that one, my boy David Fincher and his team did yeah. a really good job. Or pretty much uh, anyone in the new Guardians movies. Oh, yeah. I think Zoe Saldana is probably one of the quicker ones. I don't know what hers consists of. But uh, like uh, Nebula, like Karen Gillan, yep. and uh, Dave Bautista and, and all that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Putting all those red spots on you all day. Like, wow. Man. It's going to take forever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that they do that stuff, though. Really, really adds to the character, you know. And you're like, oh, that that is Drax, not Dave Bautista. You know? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you guys got anything else? Uh, I do. That's about all I got. Oh, I, Andy, I have you have more. more. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's go. Not one I went too in depth with. Didn't get a chance to research this one, but um, Top Gun Maverick, of course, like everyone doing their real stunts, uh, which oh, yeah. not really practical like effects, but um, just the work put into that to make everything look realistic just deserves a shout out on this type of list. I'm ashamed I didn't put it on my list. And I like kept seeing it. And I'm like, okay, Hunter, put it down on your list. You know, and like kind of dive into it. But holy yeah. shit, With what like, a feat. Cruz actually having like all his pilot licenses and stuff. Like just yeah. saying that he can actually fly these things. I know. I know. And just like how fast they're actually going and being able to shoot. <laughs> being able to shoot that stuff is just crazy. Like, yeah, like the... Like it's all real scenes of them like hitting real G's, uh, which is just crazy. It just really sells the realism in this movie. 
Yeah, oh, and you got to kind of train yourself to uh, get used to that pressure up there, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is why you see like them like look like they're actually passing out in the movie. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine. I think I think it was Glenn Powell that did one time during shooting. I I want to say somebody did pass out. Yeah. Can't remember though. I think uh who's the uh, payback? I think it was that had the problem with passing out like his character did. I think oh, that yeah. was actually from the actor as well, if I remember. Oh, really? Yeah, like okay, those were all yeah. like real shot scenes and stuff. And yeah, that, that movie is just insanely technically accurate and it's awesome. It's It just makes it a thousand times better just because they did all that like realistically, you know? Yeah. And of course I got to two horror ones to shout out briefly um okay the fly uh which of gold blue uh, have you guys seen this one can i tell you something mandy i have not i'm so sorry and i'm ashamed at myself again that's okay i actually only say this uh within the last year for the first time okay yeah it's good it's worth a watch and jeff goldblum's actually really good at it normally not awesome. a fan of his acting style so really press me so yeah, very gross monster effects that are all yeah. very practically real done. So I recommend it. Same and then memory. the biggest classic, of course, that I can't go without mentioning is Jaws. The real shark animatronic thing. Oh, yeah. Bruce. He's yeah, amazing. First animatronic. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we can't go without mes- mentioning Bruce here. Yeah. Amazing. Before they, the dinosaurs. Yeah, had all those all those sharks and it, I don't know. Jaws doesn't hold up as well for me given how many weird fish movies we've had lately, but yeah, it's still just impressive what they did at the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a long while, actually. And another Spielberg movie, of course. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Continues to just blow us away with his movie magic, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then zombie movies, of course, like Dawn of the Dead. Mm, mm-hmm. Love all that stuff. Um, love all the prosthetic and blood, and, you know, all the horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, zombies, you can really have fun in the makeup department with zombies, I suppose, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. God, I'm going to kick myself for not remembering, but it's only on my honorable mention, so I didn't write down the notes. Uh, it's either okay. Dunkirk or 1917. One of them went really in-depth. Which one had Tom Hardy? Dunkirk did. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah, I think that's the one that yes. went more in-depth with like actually having dogfight scenes. Like, they're actually flying old planes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I believe that, actually. Yeah. Not actually like shooting at each other, but... Like actually flying around and doing all that. Well, that would be dangerous, Andy. What are you thinking? <laughs> you can you can do some real fire. Just don't shoot it at each other. I don't know. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> hope you hope you miss. Don't don't, don't pull an Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, oh my goodness. Thanks for bringing that up, Andy. <laughs> Jeez, you just you just made this podcast very dark. Damn. Yeah. That's best of. <laughs> that, that's a very good note to like, you know, end on. Thanks. Okay, well, I'll bring it back around to something cheery. 
So okay, thanks. I talked about in the, the previous pod a trip to the moon from 1902. Right. This is, of course, probably one of the original practical effects movies, you'd say. And being 100 plus years ago, it's just it's really cool to see what kind of things they pull off. Uh, like the suits are really done well done in the movie for what you can tell with the, the hand painted scenes. And then like the cannon actually going off actually looks pretty good. Uh, good little short about practical effects. It's nice. It's like 17 minutes. Is it yeah. like, yeah, this seems to be a lot like a lot of like short, shorter movies around that time. Like when movies first started, were they only like 15 minutes? This was actually longer for the time. But it's longer than usual, huh? And there's like two minutes of credits. So, yeah, it's like 15 minutes-ish. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of like the first movies around that time and before it were only like maybe a minute or two long. They were like commercial length. Wow. So, uh, like, when people shorts. went to the theater, did they just go in there, pop in, watch a short flick, and then leave? Maybe it's back to back stuff. I don't know. I suppose it was a different experience. So you just yeah. you drive up. You're like, okay, this is a 30 minute process as compared to like nowadays where it's like three hours. Yeah. Right. Now, well, now like we can sit in the theater, sit on our asses for four hours. It's just getting longer and longer. Yeah. Pretty soon it's going to be like an all day thing. <laughs> and hey, I am perfectly okay with it. <laughs> That would be cool. I'm good with it. Yeah. I mean, I know some other people might have problems with it, but I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. yeah. Or like Ben-Hur, <laughs> where you, they uh, just have intermissions, let people go back to the concessions, grab some, you know, food, drink, take a break, and then come back and continue watching. You know, like those yes. plays, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The, like Broadway shows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last last one. This one's a Kubrick movie. Wow, Andy, you really did dive into this. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I love it, though. I'm not sure if I like this movie that much, but I'm very impressed at what they did for the time. Uh, 2001 mm-hmm. A Space Odyssey. Okay. Bit of an older movie back in, like, 68, which is cool to see a movie like this before we even went to the moon. Yeah. Kind of visualizing what spaceships would be like and what uh, what space would be like in general. They do really good with this, and they do rotating sets in this one, and some other different cool practical effects to make everything feel real, like a lot of measures and stuff like that. Yeah, recommended again for those who want to research film, but I don't know if as a movie if it holds up as much nowadays. I have not a space seen it. Odyssey? I, yeah, I don't yeah. really have a desire to either. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's a it's a technical feat for sure because like imagine like it's 1968 and this movie comes out like this movie <laughs> is like surprisingly HD for it being 1968. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it's very technically impressive, but uh, I think that's where it left me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, about they, it. That's, that's the only it. thing yeah. good about it. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, they uh, they did actually do a lot of research for that one too, and actually like spoke to NASA people, like like Interstellar did. Like I think Interstellar, they worked with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think it was. 
I believe that. I think I did read that. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Good picks, Andy. Nolan movie. I uh, like that bookcase scene from Interstellar is all practical. When they're oh, uh, yeah. floating yeah. around in the void. Oh, that's insane. E- even though I don't love the movie, it, that is impressive to me. Mm-hmm. I must have a problem with space, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know. I think you just I mean, do. You just want to stay on Earth. I, I guess, which is kind of fucking boring, but yeah, like, I, I'm sale, interested. In, I mean, let's go I to the love... moon. <laughs> no, I'm staying here. No, let's go to the moon. We're going to the moon. <laughs> let's go. All right. All right. Well, like I do watch stuff like Star Wars, Rick and Morty, like, you know, quite a few things that are involved with space. And I do like a couple alien things. Like I love Predator, Alien, of course, you know, but yeah. for some reasons, sometimes with these like space dramas, I guess, is what I'm kind of getting at. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's what I have a little bit of a pushback with. Yeah, I think I know what you mean, because like sometimes these sci-fi movies, like they just they're just sci-fi. You know what I mean? There's nothing like cool about them other than them being sci-fi. Like it's not really impressive in any other aspect. Right, right. And I I do love quite a few episodes of Love, Death and Robots that take place in space, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, love those. Like, you know, uh, Beyond the Killer Reef. Reef, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that that one's amazing, and that's all in space. And yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know, guys. I have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I can admit it. We'll work that out of you. We'll get you into some space. Yeah. Okay, guys. We'll get get there. I'm putting my love of movies in your guys' hands, so please don't fuck (laughs) it up. All right. (laughs) I trust you. I trust you. (laughs) But yeah, we're uh, we're actually doing the year picks next uh, for our next February movie here. Yes. The Rental. Yeah. You know it. Made by Dave Franco, James Franco's younger brother. Yeah. Directorial debut. So I think yes. this is our first director- directorial debut that we'll uh, we'll cover here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's we're kicking it off right, I think. I mean, that's my personal opinion. I don't know how you guys feel, but... <laughs> yeah. Excited to get into it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Also, with our boy Jeremy Allen White, so... Yeah. Love to discuss yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. If you guys got recommendations for us, uh, what you want to see in the month of love, or any other movies that you'd like to see us cover or topics, uh, always hit us up at Hazardous Opinions Pod at Gmail or on Instagram, and then join our Discord in the chat. Uh, we got movie channels, and you can uh, just bullshit with us. Yeah, yeah. Andy, did you just call it the month of love? I just had to point that out. <laughs> it's okay. a month of love, right? Yep. Do you know what else it is? Okay, no, I'm not a self I'm not a self important asshole, so I'm not even gonna say it. It's my birthday in February. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the edge, you almost got bumped into the It's a month the, of love and hunter. To the yeah. void of <laughs> Love and Hunter. Thanks, Eric, for making it worse. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> You almost got stuck in a little bit of a birthday every four yeah. years. Oh, dude. Yeah, I I wasn't too close to the leap year. Thankfully, I was born at noon on the 28th. Oh, so okay. yeah, <laughs> so, you're safe. Yeah, I'm good there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks, everybody for listening.
Yeah. It was really fun to discuss this with you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And message us uh, what practical effects do we miss? Because I'm sure there's some really good ones we didn't cover. Oh, there's going to be plenty. out there. Yes. I, I was just thinking of Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Like the original oh, man. Godzillas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Really, really good. But, yeah. That is all for now. So we'll see ya. See ya. Bye, everybody. Bye.